0: Hello and welcome. I'm Dan Mullins and it's great to have your company. If you're new to the podcast, this is a weekly discussion about the many pilgrimages that make up the Camino de Santiago, the Way of St. James, paths across Europe to the Gothic Cathedral in Santiago de Compostela in the northwest of Spain. I finished my second Camino from Lourdes to France, in France rather, to Santiago via the Camino Francis in early October. Many pilgrims I had met had heard of the journey via the movie The Way. The picture's creator, Emilio Estevez, said of Americans in particular, We don't think about the pilgrimage in this country. We don't think about meditation. The idea of taking a six-week walk is totally foreign to most Americans, but it's probably exactly what we need. It's not just true of Americans. It's true, I think, of all of us, all nationalities. My guest this week is an Australian teacher, I met Katie Trulson in Villa di Mazarif. I had already walked 575 kilometres. Katie had just begun. She's on the line from Bundaberg in the Australian state of Queensland. Hola, Pilgrim.
1: Hello, Dan. How are you? I'm really
0: well. It's great to hear your voice. I mentioned there we met in Villa di Mazarif. Our Camino tribe had been walking for a few weeks at that stage and you had only just begun, as I said. What on earth did you make of our ragtag family?
1: (laughs) I actually felt quite at home. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I remember walking in, I um, had begun that morning with a a lovely lady called Rita um, and Jenny. And I was actually looking for my... um, the compass out to get stamped in the morning and nothing was open so they ended up um, walking me back to one of the albergues to grab that and walked the rest of the day with uh, Rita and we were just stopping for lunch actually when we walked into the um the albergue in Mazarif where you guys were all sitting on the lawn and I thought wow this is a lovely bunch of people you know there's guitars and there's harmonicas and someone was doing yoga (laughs) and um I'd um saw Belinda and I had met her previously, uh, the day before in Leon on one of the church tours. And she said, I'll see you on the way. And, uh, found her obviously that first stop. So, um, we were just going in to see if they had any food and ended up, she called out, um, grab a bed. And then the rest of that day was history. We, uh, we all sat around on the front lawn and yeah. Um, eventually met you guys and, uh, yeah, had lots of, uh, lots of music and lots of uh jokes and a few bottles of wine and a happy birthday song and yeah it was fantastic um, it was fantastic
0: you know y- you told me that night uh over dinner uh, about your aunt so yeah. so tell us the story of how and why you ended up on the camino de santiago
1: uh, like many people have um, have watched The Way, but that was actually given to me by my auntie Leslie. Um, uh, she had actually planned to go on the Camino in um, May last year and um, rang me out of the blue one day and just said, Um, I've watched this movie and spoken to a few people and I've decided to go. And I was like, wow, what an amazing adventure. And um, she sent me the movie and I watched it. And um, previously I'd climbed uh, Mount Kilimanjaro. So she was ringing to find out, you know, different types of things to take on the journey with her and um, talk to her about what sort of training you needed to do leading up to it. And uh, she ended up going and coming back after with just the most amazing Sense of peace, and she just said she dealt with a lot of things um, on her journey that she hadn't previously been able to deal with and um, had a few amazing experiences, met some lovely people, and uh, it was an adventure of a lifetime for her. And she brought me back uh, the shell that you strap to your backpack um, and just handed it to me and said, You have to go. <laughs> so from that point in time, I think I just, the adventurer in me was like, Yep, I'm there. Um, And it took probably, yeah, a year and a bit um, to uh, finally commit and take some long service leave and uh, ended up on the journey. But um, why I went was, um, not many people know, but earlier this year I had um, a little bit of a breakdown. I had changed jobs from teaching to a uh, guidance officer position and it was quite an intense emotional um, job dealing with a lot of, uh, yeah, tricky tricky topics with some teenagers and things like that so um ended up taking some leave from my position and um was a little lost and didn't really know sort of what i was doing and i knew i had the camino coming up and i thought yeah this is going to be the the changing point in my life and um ended up doing a little bit of training probably not as much as i should have (laughs) but um (laughs) ended up on it and yeah has completely completely brought me back to um who I am at a core and, and, yeah, hopefully some new adventures await me.
0: You know, you and I walked together. I don't, don't, don't know if you recall, but it was just you and I and, and it was a magnificent day, absolutely picture perfect, and we were sort of striding out together. And I just turned to you and I said, why, what, what are you looking for? Why, why are you here? And you, you, you huh? turned to me with this sort of half smile and you weren't sure whether what you're about to say, would, how it would sit with me. And you said, Pe- peace? Pe- yeah. <laughs> peace? You're the sort of question, questioning yourself. And, and the way you delivered it was it was sort of, is it okay to say this? And I said, oh, okay. And, and I've never forgotten it, the look on your face, because I remember, wow, Katie's trying to ask herself, it's okay to ask for peace. Yeah. So, so what was your spirit telling you, do you think?
1: yeah definitely needed some peace um i had busied myself as uh, most people do in the modern world um to a point where um uh got myself into a little bit of a um fluster i suppose and and needed to slow down but didn't really um have the strength within myself probably to to make that happen so as always the universe provides and uh yeah. Makes you makes you slow down in the end, um, but yeah, I definitely was looking for some peace within. Um, needed to let go of a lot of stuff, um, a lot of old baggage and things like that, and stop worrying. Um, I'm a bit of a sit on the fence sort of person. I always worry about the you know decisions I've made in the past and worry about whether those decisions in the future are going to be the right ones, whatever that means. Um, and um, yeah just needed to, to get back to that present moment and find out what it really was I wanted to do in, on the world. I think I've done a lot of things just because that's sort of what um, the path I was going at that point in time and I just sort of continued on that path but hadn't really questioned it. I think I've lived my life with, um, yeah, following the path but not really questioning why I was doing it and I really needed to, to stop and find that inner peace and going, is this really what I want to do? Um, is this the journey I want to be on? And, and uh, a lot of self-reflection, I think, was needed.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, the, the Camino is a fantastic place and time to do it. I remember in one of my earlier podcasts, I spoke to the fellow pilgrim and author Margaret Caffin and her book, Walking Back Home, Maggie quotes the spirit channeler, a, a woman named Lauren Bleedent Mathai. And she says, Katie, I found my heart upon a mountain. I didn't know I could climb. And I wonder how many other pieces of myself are secreted away in places I judge I cannot go. Are you pinching yourself now that you're home, that you did all of this? That you walked all that way and that you had it in you to find that peace and that new direction?
1: yeah yeah i am um kind of wish i was still on the camino, actually (laughs) i think uh once you get a sense of that peace and freedom um within after you've gone through that uh, physical and mental sort of sort of um weeks you uh find an inner peace and i remember walking along um like down the gorgeous valleys and through the uh the forests and just having this profound sense of like I could breathe again it was like a um I don't know I can't even explain it but and just the most hugest smile on my face it was it was absolutely fabulous and thinking wow I'm in Spain walking the Camino um with all these wonderful people surrounding me on the same or similar journeys um to self-discovery and yeah definitely pinch myself every day <laughs> yeah and,
0: and, and I think and anybody who walked with you and and there's a lovely picture of you on the the front page of the podcast with a lovely big smile and, and you had that you have a, a very infectious smile and it's a it's a beautiful smile, and people could see in when we walked with you that smile emerging more and more often now I'm going to get in a little while to two friends that you walked with, two different groups of friends. Uh, In particular, when you you, you finished your Camino with two old friends who are beautiful human beings and wonderful souls. But just before we do that, as a teacher, you are a guide in a sense. You lead your students. But did you have your Camino planned out? Were you fastidious in in preparing, Katie? And the the reason I'm asking you that is, how much freedom did you get from sort of being intuitive about it and, and sort of letting... You know letting the camino lead you
1: yeah that's a really good question um going back to just before i left i actually went to my uh uncle who has already had walked the camino also um with my auntie and um i was kind of wanting answers i was like um questioning where should i stay along the way which albergues are really good and he kept saying to me katie it's your camino just trust the process and i was like no but i need to know um which is the teacher control freak sort of thing that i was um (laughs) And yeah, I did to an extent because I was meeting friends, um, down the way, um, we had, I'd given a short window of where we could sort of meet up because they were, um, having to stay in Australia for a wedding, um, and traveling over to meet me later. So to a sense I'd sort of planned it out, but, um, as you know, the Camino, uh, gives you what you need. And, um, I ended up walking a lot faster, um. In the first couple of days, I'd given myself a rest day, but didn't really need it and um, had met some lovely people. So I wanted to continue that journey with them. So it never um, eventuated and the days that I thought I would be in places. Um, didn't sort of work out, but it worked out in a better way. So um, preparation-wise, did a lot of walking, um, a lot climbing mountains and things like that, but probably needed to do a little bit more to be uh, physically prepared Uh, I'm a (laughs) fit person and um can you know love the outdoors so it wasn't too um, harsh but that continual walking day after day um certainly fatigues you a little bit um but then also that's you get to a point where it's like yes I'm going to wake up and walk 25 30 kilometers today um so yeah probably should have done a little bit more preparation um but I think you really need to sort of let go and trust that the Camino will give you what you need and make you know um, you don't. You can't really plan it out because um, certain days, you know, um, Scott got some injuries and we ended up not walking as far as we thought we would, um, and ended up turning out to be better. So I think you really need to give yourself a couple of day leeway either side to uh, either walk a little bit faster or a little bit slower on certain days and just trust that you'll get to where you need to go.
0: <laughs> so you, you mentioned Scott there, and uh, for my listeners, uh, that is Scott of Scott and Belinda Ford, and I spoke to them three weeks ago on, on the podcast. And, and they sort of, in a sense, took you under their wing a little bit, didn't they, in the, in the early stages? And, and the three of you had a wonderful time. Whenever I stumbled upon you here or there, there was always lots of laughing, and, 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 and I think it was a really... It was a really nice relationship that that formed a very strong bond, though, too, hey, Katie?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Scott and Belinda are just wonderful, wonderful people. And you're right, they did take me under their wing. Um, Belinda was teaching me uh, Spanish words along the way and... (laughs) Scott was uh, entertaining us with jokes and poems and all sorts of things that he was uh, doing and, yeah, I think the Camino itself, um, I tried to explain it to one of my friends when I got back and um, I think you're – you develop your friendship a lot faster um, than just meeting someone, for example, in Australia. You know, you go for coffee or a few weeks later you go and have a wine or something like that, um, whereas on the Camino you wake up with those people, you're sleeping, you know, a couple of metres away, um, you have you are with them pretty much 24-7. Um, so your relationships um, grow stronger and I think also a lot of people on the journey, you have lots of real conversations um, and you learn quickly um, about people's past and their um, struggles and strengths and um, yeah, their lives really. Uh, So yeah, certainly develop strong relationships pretty quickly and it was actually quite difficult to say goodbye um, to Belinda and Scott in the end um, because yeah, they had to obviously leave by a certain date so they they move forward a little bit quicker um but i know that we'll definitely catch up in the future yeah
0: Yeah. i look forward to catching up with them too and indeed you now when i was preparing this this interview uh, from time to time when i'm 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 doing my research i'll write something on the back of a piece of paper or the back of an envelope or punch it in or email it to myself or text it to myself but i I wrote i I did a, a gig last night down in sydney's oldest pub Uh, the fortune of war, and I wrote on the back of a coaster, would you believe, and I've got it here in front of me, (laughs) we don't know what's ahead of us, do we? And I suppose, and I've just got dot, 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 question mark, and I suppose the reason I'm asking you that, Katie, is because we don't know what's in front of us or ahead of us on the Camino, and that's one of the reasons we're motivated to keep going. And I suppose it's true, is it not, of life, that we don't know what's ahead of us. And it's one of the things that motivates us to keep going. Am I right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think what the Camino taught me was to actually um, listen to yourself and trust your intuition, and and trust the universe, and know that um, what will, what is ahead, will appear and unfold as we let it, um, and and to let go of that control. And there was a there was a good friend of mine that explained it like a journey down a river and realistically it's like life and you only really have to see to the next bend and then once you get to that next bend you can make decisions on where you'll go and everything will unfold as you as you go down the river and um, that's very true for me Um, as soon as I got back I knew I wanted a change and um, so things happened on the Camino and and following I had some opportunities present themselves so you just never know what's around the corner and you definitely need to to trust in the process and the Camino I think was fabulous for me because I knew I would have a bed I knew I would have breakfast and you had absolutely no decisions or worry um, anything to worry about along the way you just knew things would unfold as they were meant to and um, I'm trying to bring that back into my life uh, here, back in Australia, and and let things unfold as as they're meant to. So.
0: That's a fantastic answer. Uh, can I ask you? Would if I'd asked you, say six months ago, before this whole Camino process began, even longer for you, but it, let's say I asked you six months ago, would would I? Would you have described yourself as a spiritual person?
1: Yeah, I've always had an element of that to me. Um, I think. I've over the years have and my auntie has sort of helped me in this way, but um, uh, tried to connect to myself and connect to my heart. And I think the spiritual, being spiritual, is all about really self-development, self-discovery, and and um, making yourself a better person each and every day, really. Um, and there's all different elements of spirituality you can go into, but really it is connecting to your heart. So, and I guess. I had sort of lost that. Um I had once again busied myself and and gone on made decisions and on paths that potentially um haven't turned out the best um yeah. for me but also have been the best things for me. Um because you have had to go through different things and deal with certain things and you certainly come out as a stronger person in the end. So um, yeah, I guess I am, <laughs> yeah. and hopefully we'll be able to pass that on to uh, different people in in the future as
0: well. Yeah, and and you know, um, there were days there when you would kind of like disappear, and we would all, we'd yeah. go, where's Katie? <laughs> and and Belinda would Scott, but she's she's charged ahead, she's charged ahead. <laughs> Indeed, the, a couple of times I stumbled upon you in 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 little towns. In one day, eating a cheese sandwich, a cheese toasty, and you said it's the best cheese toasty I've ever had. So so you knew when you needed space, didn't you? And it was clear to me that you were trying to find space. What were you hoping to find in that space, if that makes sense?
1: I am... Um... person who who needs a bit of balance I love meeting new people and I love um, having the conversations and joking and laughing but I also need that space to myself and I think that's when I sort of recharge and then um, get the energy to be able to be around um, people again Um, and I think that quiet contemplation I think there's certain and people just know on the Camino when you do need your space and they just sort of let you go um, and you need that time to be able to reflect on your life and um, work through some things that you need to work through, and um, give yourself that mental space and clarity to sort of um, be with yourself and 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 in nature and um, just find that inner peace. Um, and I think lots of people did that along the way. I know Belinda and Scott at certain times. Some walked, people walked ahead or people walked behind, and and it was fine because. Um, you knew that they just needed a little bit of time out to, to work through something and then you'd all come back together at the, at the next town or um, that night or whatever and, and reflect on it. And it was a great time to be able to work through certain things that you sort of shove away sometimes.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and I know that I, I certainly, I, I know I bought drinks for people at night saying, thank you for your company today. <laughs> thank you for listening. Yeah. And I remember saying to somebody that I think a big part of being a pilgrim is being able to listen.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, And I think it's a a big lesson really because I think there's lots of times in your busy world you are sort of having conversations with people but you're not actually listening to what what they're saying.
0: That's 100% (laughs) Um, correct.
1: Yeah, so it actually gives you – and once I think you find that inner peace – you can listen a lot better um and you have um a certain understanding i suppose you come from a different space um and it's lovely to hear people's stories and some of them are are heartbreaking and some of them are just so inspirational. Um, I remember Jessica. I don't know if you remember Jessica. Yes, but um Yeah, she was fabulous. I learned a lot from her. Um, and that's sometimes why I walked ahead too is to meet some different people. Um, and I walked with her one day and I said, hello, Jessica, how are you? And she's turned around with this gorgeous smile and said, the birds are singing, the sun is shining, it is a perfect day.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and then she was talking to me about her journey and where she started from back in uh, Germany and what she she sort of learned along the way. And it was just fabulous to listen to um, her perspective of the Camino and and what she has gotten out of it. So
0: She sat beside me when I sat opposite you at dinner on the first night.
1: Ah, that's correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember I was speaking last
0: week with the authors Anne Buist and Graham Simpson. And I suggested that the Camino is no holiday. Well, Graham disagreed. He said, "Ah, oh, come on, it's not that hard. But what did you make of it? It's not for everyone, is it? Some people are more than happy with their lot in life, and the thought of walking 500 miles, sleeping in a room with 80 other people is ridiculous. <laughs> but what what did you make of it? Did you find it difficult?
1: Um... I guess I didn't go as far as um, you guys had. Um, I'd only gone from Lyon to Santiago. So I probably um, didn't get fatigued as much or have the injuries and things along the way, but absolutely loved it. Um, I was lucky enough to go on a bit of a holiday through uh, Portugal and Spain afterwards, but definitely would would spend weeks walking on my holidays in future. Um, I think it's probably... There's certain days where it's difficult and um, you have to really, really find your inner strength to get going and people around you sort of um, rally you up and and get you back on the journey. Um, But there's also a lot of it is just meeting new people and sitting around and listening to guitars and going to 15th century courtyards and having a a wonderful time (laughs) listening to uh, an Australian musician. So, (laughs) Um, there's certain elements of, of the holiday feel I suppose in it but there's also elements of um, yeah hard work and and um, personal strength finding yeah. I suppose. <laughs> yeah but can
0: I ask you then did you get a sense at the end of each day a sense of achievement and, and did you find it, that rewarding?
1: Yeah absolutely. Um, I think oh, I can't remember it was about I think I walked 34 kilometres one day, um, 33 on my birthday. I wanted to, on my 33rd birthday, I wanted to work that 33 kilometres and I had that set in my uh, head from the beginning um, and felt absolutely wonderful after achieving that. Um, obviously, different people walk at different paces and different lengths, but uh, that specific day was very, very special to me. Um, and you certainly looked back and Sometimes you could look over the valley and sort of see where you began that morning. Um, I remember being on top of a mountain one day and looking back at the lights and thinking, holy doolies, I've actually walked all of that way today. Yeah, um, Yeah. it certainly gives you a an inner um, boost, I suppose, and, and sense of achievement, definitely.
0: We talked about you being a spiritual person and we talked about your auntie and and uncle telling you about their Camino experiences and what you may potentially experience. And we've spoken about what you hoped to find in terms of the Camino's mystery and energy. Do you remember when it revealed itself to you? When you thought, well, oh, okay, I'm starting to get this now?
1: Um, yes, Belinda actually said to me, she was just wonderful and and helped me along the way but um she said to me you'll get to a reach a point in the first week where you you have a little meltdown and that's okay (laughs) and uh i said okay she said this first week's very physical um you're dealing with blisters and you know adjusting your pack so it's not hurting your uh your shoulders and and back and it's very um on that physical aspect and the second week and then you have a little meltdown which I did and got something caught in my backpack and she came along she was like it's okay I'll just help you here um and helped me through that the second week was very mental um dealing with your thoughts and and that space where you had time to think things would come up that you yeah I can't even describe it things that you didn't even think were issues or things that you didn't think you'd remembered and uh after that um i can't remember the day i think it was about 13 or 14 or something like that there was just this overwhelming sense of peace um and i think that's when i actually got what the camino was all about you had to sort of work through those couple of weeks and um, deal with certain things to be able to get to that space Um, certainly there was days you know throughout that day it was stunning, stunning country that you're walking through and you felt that happiness. But there's a certain point where you um, where you understand what it's all about and, um, yeah, absolutely fabulous. People coming together and I think that was one of the biggest lessons was um, everyone was on the same journey and lots of people would come together to help out. Um, if you were having issues, you'd rub people's legs and you were... You would massage their shoulders to make sure they'd get through the next day. And if you'd run out of compede, you know, people would pass it around or strapping tape. And um, I think there was a day where I'd had an amazing walk and had some space to myself Um had that really, really overwhelming sense of peace and then that night we'd all joined together and and um, had laughs and drinks, a few drinks, vino tintos, which I'm really missing in Australia. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's just not the same, it's not the same. But that collegial, everyone banding together and just there for the same reasons and having a good time.
0: Yeah, yeah that's right. We met some amazing people. But you walked, and we talked about this a minute ago, you talked for, walked for a few weeks and indeed arrived in Santiago with two old friends. Tell us about them.
1: Yeah. Yes. Um, Biz and Sue, they were my friends from Charleville uh, last year. Um, all the colorful years ago. Um, fabulous, beautiful people. Um, the first day they arrived in Saria, um, they'd, they'd come and I said, okay, we're jumping on a bus and going back. <laughs> and they kind of looked at me and uh, went back for the gig. And they actually, um, Sue had a few issues, she uh, lost uh, some toenails um, along the way so we had to actually go a little bit slower um, over that those next coming days which was actually a little bit difficult for me to uh, grasp in the beginning because I really wanted, I think on that journey you build relationships with people and you really wanted to finish that journey I suppose. Um, and and celebrate with them at the end Um, so slowing down was a a little bit of a lesson for me Um, and um, Sue's feet probably um, needed to have a little bit of attention and and not walk as fast. so um, had the most amazing experience after I'd gotten over that that initial um, slowing down because once you're in a pace you're sort of in a pace and you and you want to keep going um but after that we had sort of left it all open and we had a few few days to play with and had some absolutely wonderful experiences and had some real deep conversations and got to know each other a lot um on a lot deeper level, I suppose, and arriving in Santiago with them um, that morning was absolutely fabulous. Ran into a few people that were on the way that had stuck around for an extra couple of days and it was like uh, running into friends you hadn't seen for like 20 years or 15 years or whatever <laughs> and you give them a big hug and it's a big congratulations and lots of tears and mass that day was probably the most moving experience um, I, I had that day uh, definitely an amazing experience to see um, all of those people coming together. you couldn't understand a word they were saying um, at all but you could feel it and you could sense it and the uh, the person at the front would actually sing and teach the teach the crowd part of the song um, and so you you could join in in certain parts but yeah lots of Lots of tears and lots of self-reflection happened and then obviously a celebration to follow.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And and what about walking into the square itself? Do you remember what your? Let me ask you your first thought when you walked into the square.
1: I think I was just overwhelmed. Um, There was... You know, lots of people there. Um, lots of people that had finished because we walked in sort of just before lunchtime, um, and you could see people just putting their packs down and letting their putting their poles down and hugging each other. And some people were crying, and some people were sitting quietly and just just contemplating the church and and what they had achieved. So it was really taking in the atmosphere of that moment, and uh, and and. Feeling like, well, I guess that was the, the combination of your achievement um, and what you had achieved over that time. So, um, and may, I, can't, I don't think I can describe it, Dan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, but
0: uh, you probably don't yeah. want to think too much about it. Don't want to analyze no. it too much. There's that element of it too, isn't there? But, you know, you, you're someone who practices yoga and yoga is about mindfulness. What do you think the Camino teaches us about mindfulness, Katie?
1: yeah it's certainly getting back to that that present moment um, and and really connecting with your body and uh, listening to it I suppose um, often in our daily life we have very um, we, we busy ourselves to a point where we don't actually breathe properly or me specifically <laughs> I uh, forget to breathe and I forget to uh, to do things and and it really, gives you that space to stop and slow down and connect to your body and connect to your heart and, and really, um, feel present in that moment and take in your surroundings. I remember, um, after day six or something, it was like a walking meditation. I think this day, it was just amazing. And, um, I said to Belinda, I can hear things again, um, like little sounds of crickets and yeah. and those nature sounds that you just you actually forget. Um, sometimes in our daily lives, we get so caught up in the moment and and different things that are happening. Um, and it was really that lesson in slowing down, becoming more mindful, and becoming more mindful in your actions as well, um, and thinking about why you're doing things and and the purpose of them and um yeah it it was like a a big yoga lesson really
0: (laughs) yeah 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 no that that's i i really got that sense as well i've called it before (laughs) slow moving meditation so can i ask you some pilgrim questions uh because people listen to these podcasts wondering if they are capable of doing it themselves how heavy was your pack
1: um I think it was about seven and a half kilos with my water bottles full
0: okay. um
1: which was yeah it was heavy ish um i don't think i could have left too much more out though um and certainly lost a few things along the way so maybe not uh didn't end up uh that heavy towards the end but uh yeah that was that was a good Probably I would go um, a lot lighter if you, if you possibly can. Um, that was including my poles and things as well. Um, but yeah, I think they say about 10% of your body weight is, yeah. is about what you, your pack should be, so.
0: Did you train before you left? I think you answered this before
1: yeah I did um probably not to as much as i probably as i should have um some Spanish before I left um just to get me by which which came in handy um but I don't think you have to have a well i didn't walk the whole way um for me I'm physically quite fit and active anyway um so just i probably would say to people um Doing your long walks on the weekend is fabulous, but you need to really get up day after day and and set a whole week of it and just do, you know, 20 kilometers every day for a whole week rather than just doing sort of long weekend walks, which may not be achievable for some people. But uh, yeah, definitely the better way to do it, I think.
0: Did you get any of the things on the to watch out for list? Blisters, bed bugs, perhaps? (laughs)
1: No bed bugs, thank goodness. Um, I did get a few blisters. I had walked my shoes in um, pretty heftily up Mount Kilimanjaro before I went, so I knew that they were fit to my feet and and they wouldn't have an issue. But, um, yeah, certainly did get um, some blisters on the inside of my toes. Um, Belinda had this um, pilgrim cream. It was like a Vaseline sort of... um, cream that you would put um on your feet every morning before you put your socks on and as soon as i started using that the following day after i got my blisters i was fine for the rest of the journey i didn't didn't get any more. so
0: right pilgrim's cream
1: yeah i can't remember the actual name of it it's a little white jar and you can only get it um on the camino so um i'll find out what that is and send it through to you
0: okay they would appreciate that um yeah. what's the one thing i should definitely pack
1: Ooh, a guitar, Dan.
0: <laughs> yeah, that, I, 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 no, don't, don't, was... I, don't ask me to carry a guitar again. I'm not, gonna, I'm not going to carry a guitar again. My God, that was too much. It was too much. Um, God, what was... was I thinking? It was like penance or something. I don't know. God. No, no. What's the one thing you should definitely pack, Katie Trulson? Oh,
1: the one thing I actually. Would have to go with um, poles, definitely. Right, yeah, yeah. They um, they really helped me a lot. I initially, you know, seeing people bushwalking and stuff around here, I was like, why do people use poles? And uh, I had this um, in my mind, I was like, oh, I don't really need these. And Aunty Leslie was like, take them, you'll need them. Um, so I packed them anyway and, yeah, so thankful. Um, and Biz actually said to me, I, I asked her, um or told her to grab some before she came over and best things. They sort of propel you um, along a little bit and um, help you to get up hills. You can use them to lean on and getting downhill, going down hills like to to stop the impact on your knees. I found that was um, pretty good. Um, But yeah, certainly don't think I could have done it without them.
0: Yeah, they they were my savior in the end as well. Now, what about money? Did you think it was cheap? Or did you think it was a cheap holiday, or cheap trip, the Camino?
1: You can spend a lot and you can spend a little. I, I think it just depends. I personally stayed, I think there was only one night uh, when Biz and Sue joined us that we had um, stayed in a hotel sort of Airbnb with five of us in there. Um, but between 8 and 10 euros sort of per night and um, the 4 euro breakfasts with uh, coffee and Zumo, naranja, uh, orange juice, and uh, croissants or something you can get by easily on uh, probably 30 thirty euro I reckon easily yeah, a yeah, day. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. There's an old saying, Katie, that your camino begins when you get home. Is that true?
1: When you get home. Wow. Yeah, it was certainly a, a big adjustment um, coming back to Australia. I really wanted to keep walking and I think if I had have had uh, the time, space and money, I probably would have gone back and started at St Jean or on the on the northern uh, way. But I really feel now um, that I've adjusted and gotten over my jet lag that i um, I'm starting to reflect on different lessons I've sort of learned on the Camino and, and try and integrate them into my, my daily life and uh, um, certainly know that it started um, a different journey for me coming back afterwards. would love to go back and, and experience something more again. Um, I don't think I can describe it specifically to to the extent it has changed my life, I suppose. Um, but certainly feel that it, I've learned a lot about myself um, and, uh, and, and will take that with me through my journey now.
0: Can I say meeting you, Katie, was one of the highlights of my Camino. And before we finish, oh. can I ask you for one highlight of yours? Something you look back on and pinch yourself.
1: Ah, oh, the gig, Dan, I oh, don't say that. <laughs> No, honestly, that was one of my highlights, uh, all of those people together and, and dancing around and drinking organic wine and, and you know, the, Pablo's place is amazing, um, but probably um, I really, really enjoyed um, La Faba, actually. Um, we stopped there um, overnight. We didn't actually make it up to Osepero, uh that next day because we'd had a big night the night before. Um but we had such a fabulous walk that day and la faba just has something about it um we sat over there and watched the sunr uh, sunset and there was a little old lady walking her cattle through the uh, through the middle of the street really tiny little town but um really really would love to go back and 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 do some more exploring around that area
0: well it's it, it i remember speaking to you the day the days after that, and, and both you and Belinda and Scott said that you couldn't believe La and how beautiful it was and watching the sun go down. And, and I remember thinking, right, and I, it's in my notes to stop there yeah. next time because yeah. of the way, the way you guys raved about it. So if there's anybody listening and, and you're wanting to go, maybe it's a good idea to break up that walk. Um, but, absolutely yeah 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 between <laughs> via franca and othorero because we did have quite the night in via franca we've talked about it here before on this podcast we won't be going into it again no c- c- congratulations <laughs> on what you were able to achieve katie both physically and spiritually because uh we had quite the time it was wonderful
1: it was wonderful thanks Thank katie No worries. Bye.
0: Bye now. Katie Trulson. there, an Australian pilgrim on the Camino de Santiago. And as I said, we had the time of our lives. After I'd finished interviewing Katie, we were chatting and the tape was still rolling. And Katie said that she had written a poem about her experiences. I was thanking her for sharing her journey and her story with us and being so open and so giving. She said, oh, Dan, I have written this poem. I'd love to read it. I said, of course. So this is a Pilgrim poem by Katie Chulson.
1: As autumn leaves fall all around, the footsteps of the Pilgrim sound. Don't wait for me, just walk your way to grow your soul another day. The wind blows down the tree lined streets, cafe ahead we stop to eat, fresh grown fruit and veggies ripe, the company a pure delight. As each step hits the ground below, the worries fade, emotions flow, a new day dawns, each day a chance to sit let go more, to sing, to dance. In cobblestone courts the music plays, thankful for much better days. Surrounded by old friends and new, my heart is full, my friends are true. And even though we're miles from home, not a day goes by where we feel alone each day i wake so light and free i finally found what it is to just be
0: how good is it katie Trulson, we love you fantastic i'm dan mullins and i'll be back again next week to speak to another pilgrim about their journey all of our journeys on the camino de santiago until next week buen camino